comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Well, it certainly doesn't get you a Tony Award. I know the Tony rules because I've been petitioning for them to add a category for living theatrically in normal life. And I know for a fact you have to do your show a minimum of eight times to be eligible. Wait, the same show? Of course, the same show. But I can't do that. I'm a spontaneous actor. I never do the same thing twice. Action. Honey, I'm home. Pac-Man, I'm Jewish. Jeffrey, we lost the tournament. Episode 231. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Poe Pari. So those are the basic elements to a turkey and Swiss sandwich. I mean, really, it's that simple. You got your turkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you got, you got your, your Swiss. Swiss. Yeah. And you got your bread. Whether, you know, hey, wheat, white. Hey, I don't care what you say. Swiss cheese is a ripoff. Okay? Because you're paying just as much as for cheddar or Roquefort uh-huh. or Jarlsberg. You're absolutely right. Or Venezuelan beaver cheese. You're paying for the holes. You're paying. Uh, excuse me. Those are called eyes, not holes. Are they? Get with it. Well, still, I'm getting maybe tops. I'm getting maybe 85% of the cheese product I think out that's of Swiss that I would get out of a lovely uh, Colby Jack. You know what I, I, I do? Pushing it is I fill those 80. holes in with love. Oh, see? You win. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Captain America talk. Did you I see f- the forums, just how they blew up? Dude, people love us. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sorry, are we talking about the movie? <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm 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 um, mm-hmm. pushing the fourth wall. In that. We're recording the second episode right after Captain he's America. Seeing we again, yeah, I'm seeing into the future again, Bill. Seeing into the future. Did you see the future? Oh, okay. Up. I, it just seemed like the first episode took an entire week to record. Do I sound muffled? Do, you, you sound good. No, to me. you sound you sound fine. All right. Yeah. I think you're just not used to the delicious bottom end. Let's break the, it down uh, a Sony, bit. Uh, the Sony headphones <laughs> pr- provide. This episode is episode 232. No, 231. 231. Welcome to episode 231. Yeah. We are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. Well, cool. Get 40% off of your main DC. Ain't it funky? Sing it, James. Get 40% off your main books. Make have them delivered to your door. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. Ha! Eddie Murphy's in the house. Ha! DCBService.com. Does make me wet? Ha! Ha! make me sweat? Well, well, well. So we're going to talk about all different kinds of things. Yeah, we got, uh, <laughs> I guess, first and foremost... 
Yeah. I wanted to bring up something that is somewhat serious to me, so, something important. No, this okay. is a very uh, heartwarming story. Yeah, my uh, a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to interrupt the heartwarming story. Your son is a pig. <laughs> Did he eat <laughs> all of the cookies? Well, all of sorry. the all of the crumbs that didn't fall to the floor. Yeah, are all, or didn't fall in his look mouth. Look at all these. Look at all these right here. So wasteful. I I apologize. Uh, you know what you need to do is get him. I'm afraid he gets that from my wake side him of the up family. from his nap. Yeah, get him in here to do the vacuum cleaner all mm-hmm. over this. You know what the vacuum cleaner is, right? It's a little dance, right? Yeah. No, you no, take no. a. I'm about I I know vacuum. what the vacuum cleaner it's, is. When you take a bite of a cookie or a crumbly piece of food, you. <laughs> You inhale with uh-huh. your mouth, right? Not down your throat, but you just give it enough, mm-hmm. yes. enough suction yeah. that it catches the crumbs sage, in the in the mouth. Sage dumps them on himself like he's taking a shower, like a like the Cookie Monster, the classic Cookie Monster. That's a dude. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. the 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 main difference is that Sage is blonde <laughs> and doesn't have a hand running through his body, right? And operating he, his mouth, and he has teeth. Yeah. And, well, you and have he a, actually has a throat. You have a so heartwarming he, story, right? Heartwarming story. Do you have heartwarming music? There we go. This this little message goes out to someone very special. We're not being funny. No. This is a serious... Yeah. My friend Candy, who I've known for years. She mm-hmm. lives in Corpus Christi. I want uh, Candy. Yeah. She is... Ms. Corn. Uh, she, she is a sweetheart and a darling woman. Is her last name Kane? Um, her name is Willis. Candy Willis. Okay. Uh, there's no joke there. Yeah. Uh, she got married, you know, about five, six, seven years ago. All right. And uh, her husband needed a kidney. For real? Did she know going in? No. He, he had he some health problems. Did he know going in? No. They'd actually it's not like he hit there. it from her. No. Okay. And this she, could be a deal breaker. Well, he, he, well, unless if he I tell her now about my kidney before I get married. Yeah. Well, unless he did genetic Deal. testing somehow surreptitiously, he could not have known that she would be a, you know, a yeah. potential match and a potential match. Right. She gave him a kidney, okay. and wow. they are both doing well. Wow! But in, are they, were they matches? Yeah, they were matches. That's amazing. They they went through a battery of tests and stuff, and they were close enough match that he that he um she gave him a kidney, which is wild. How long were they married? Four years? Actually, no. I take that back, Brad. Maybe. Because I think they have a tenure. So I think it's actually been 10 years. Oh, so, you know, they've actually both invested some time and emotion in this. Oh, yeah. And, of course, they uh, I knew them when they were dating, too. So, okay. you know, 14 years, a 14-year relationship, maybe. You know, 10 of the, ten of those married and committed. But it, it just, mm-hmm. it when you think about that. What are the odds of, of a husband and wife being a match? Well, what, I maybe think they're related what, I, and they don't know it. I think with the magic of, <laughs> of meds. You yeah. know, um, that that'll help curb the react or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not reaction, um, rejection. You know, I th- yeah, I think that helps. But it's it's a you know, imagine giving a kidney to a family member or something like that. And that just to me that is astounding. Yeah, I guess, I guess like if your daughters needed a kidney, Brad, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate. You Brad, wouldn't hesitate. Brad would give both of his to his daughters, I'm sure. He would and, give one to each of them yeah. if that's what it took. <laughs> no, and if they both needed one at the same time. Now, can't you give, they're like, flipping. We're going to have to draw straws. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm dancing on the edge of flippancy, and I'm not trying to, but wouldn't you – can't you, like, give, like, part of a kidney? Oh, that can't you literally, know. like, cut a kidney kind of in half and maybe – Do the research and get back to us. Okay. 
um, next episode. Not now. Okay. Don't Bill, don't Bill, let it distract you now. This is your homework for after I, the episode's Ashley's, over. Ashley's been looking ashen lately, and you might want to check on that. Okay. Um, and I imagine you do the same thing for your kids or your wife. Heck yes. You see, I, I don't have that connection. I don't have children. I'm not married. So that's what just if a, one of us me, needed a kidney. Ooh, you know what? There's a bank a, down the street. A, if that, if one of us buddy. needed a kidney and you were a perfect match, <laughs> there's a great list out there. I think Baylor has it where you just yes. get on it. It doesn't take that long. You guys would be fine. Hey, if you needed a kidney, you are crazy. If you needed a kidney and none of your family was a good match uh-huh. and I was a match, uh-huh. I would give you. One you are kidney. crazy. No, hey. I wouldn't, Frank, because I love you. Hey, maybe this will help. You. I would give you a kidney. I really would. You couldn't handle one of my kidneys. <laughs> Guys, now, that's just... having said this, you might not want my kidney because I pee like uh-huh. every 20 minutes. Mm. Okay. So, so death or pee? Well, let's put it this way. You, you don't want to. <laughs> dialysis. You don't want to get a bladder transplant plant from Brad yeah. for sure. Well, you know, during the show, unless I, you're like an 11 year old, I'm, as, uh, I'm actually cathetering right now during okay. the show. You, are, do you use the trucker's helper regularly? <laughs> you know, and when I NASA? say I need to pee, that mm-hmm. just means my bag is full. Okay. It's time to go empty it. <laughs> uh, I was listening on the radio the other day, and you know, the space shuttle program just ended, and they were selling a lot of memorabilia and okay. stuff. One of the things that go very well are the receptacles that they pee in. But of course, being right. NASA, they have a very specific name for it, like. The urinal dispensal unit, so it's like yes, the UDU yes. or something, and those things go for a lot of money. You know, and for me, a lot of money is like fifty dollars. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Well, in all seriousness, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that is a she. She's like a hero to me because it's just, I mean, to be that to well, love I can't someone play the silly match game, yeah, to it? love someone that much to give them a kidney, that yes. is just wow. That is that's love, isn't it? You know, I bet this was the first thought that was that went through her mind. How could this happen to me? Yeah. Why didn't I marry Frank? Yeah. Anyway. Um, dude. So, uh, you want to hear more about the uh, NASA pee bags? Yeah, because that's what I put in the Google search. I put NASA pee bags. Okay. And uh, hey, you'll you'll be happy to know. And then this is this is. Wait, we're uh, talking about outer space. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Sweet. Um, Dateline Cape Canaveral. Hello, new listeners. Welcome to a normal episode of Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not turning your iPod off. If uh, it's what, a what, Zoom, what, go ahead and turn it off, though. <laughs> what was the name of our of our new listener on Twitter? Oh, uh, BDS Smurf. Murph. Murph. BDS, Murph. BDS, BDS Smurf. Murph. And here's, then, here's what you got coming. Yeah, and then there was another... Hey, uh, by the way, I just want to shout out to Des Reeve, because it's been a while since I've mentioned his name. Oh, and I want to say one more thing. Harold Jennett. We did get okay. a, a message. I did get a message from Facebook. Um, yes. and I meant to call it up earlier. Tammy Carol Klein. Mm-hmm. She says, loving half hour wasted. I just started listening this week. Wow. Wonderful. That actually came in this morning. Oh, so. my. It's amazing to me. By the way, this is Dateline July 6th of this year, so this is recent information. Uh, on the final flight of the space shuttle program, the Atlantis, NASA, oh, you're going to love this too, guys, a textbook-sized kit to convert urine into drinkable water will accompany NASA's last space shuttle mission this Friday. Soldiers already use similar technology, by the way, to filter out parasites, bacteria, viruses, and other contaminants from dirty fluids, including urine. 
But NASA's adapted baggy system has yet to prove itself in space. Uh, quote, oh this, could be a, this could be a first step towards recapturing the humidity from our sweat, from our breath, and even from our urine norm going with this, guys. Oh, Come I know. Bring it, bring it, bring it. I know. Uh, exactly exactly it, making going. it drinkable, said NASA project scientist and experiment leader Howard Levine, who made a reference to water recycling still suits used on the desert yeah, world of science. It's a long way to go for all that. Um, Now, astronauts board the the International Space Station already drink water from a pee recycling machine delivered several years ago. Wow. I wonder if they've changed the filters out on that bad boy I literally was about to say that without the word bad boys. Right. I wonder if they've (laughs) changed that recently. The problem is that that this this machine saps power from the orbital uh, laboratory's limited supply. Uh, Now, I know. Gone! Um, the space-ready water conversion kit, however, will not need external power because it relies on the passive property of fluids called forward osmosis. So apparently it's like while you're sleeping or something, it just happens. Yeah. Um, Being an astronaut is nasty. Yeah, well, I mean, the, we already know those people wear diapers because that lady that drove from Houston to Florida mm-hmm. to uh, confront um, the, uh, the, the boyfriend of the uh, guy she was cheating with. She she was in the car for like 18 hours and, and wore a diaper so she wouldn't have to stop, which is weird because you think you'd run out of gas at some point. And this, this while, you're, awesome, putting, by while the way. you're putting gas in, you might as well take a pee break. Okay. But right. she was racing, so, you know, good times. So we are potpourri, so I did my one thing. I had another thing, but Brad, did you? That, that was not my thing, by the way. Oh, no, no it's on the list. Dang it. No, I'll do no. something and then you can do something. Yes. I just, you know, <clears throat> as we're recording this, uh, this weekend. As as is widely known, we record two episodes at a time when we can. We mm-hmm. recorded, uh, we recorded, huh? Oh, you need that? Oh, no. Does anyone have power? Yes. Hang on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> Sorry, Brad, not to steal your thunder. No, I got one. I I needed to charge my. He got phone. one. No, he's got one. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So continue. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can plug it in there. Oh my God. Oh. As we are recording. Uh, this weekend and we're back. is and we're back. is the San Diego Comic Con. So there's lots of news coming out so every day. Jealous. I just thought I'd hit. Uh, I wouldn't mind living in San Diego, and there's many reasons why I wouldn't mind living in San Diego. I thought I'd hit a couple of uh, of the stories. Um, Fantastic. Bleedingcool.com. So we're done with the NASA pee bags, then. Yes. Yes, please. Okay. NASA <laughs> Bleedingcool.com has all of the um, stories, like from each day on one page excellent so, <clears throat> i'm love, looking at i love bleeding cool i'm looking at uh comic-con day one in a single post mm-hmm. there was a couple of things i wanted to um point out uh <clears throat> so this I mean, is weird because what i've got what i've got for sdcc to me uh i'm reading here and it says sdcc is a retargetable optimizing ansi c compiler that targets the intel 8051 maxim 80d s390 zilog z80 and the motorola 68 hc08 based mcus that's the other convention okay all right that convention i'm going to guess is going to have even more nerds in it than the san diego comic-con this is uh this is right in bill's wheelhouse here idw (laughs) bring it wheel his wheelhouse is is this what i've been waiting a week for you never heard that expression i I don't in my wheelhouse thank you professor really Wheelhouse. Okay. All right, continue. I'm no, gonna right. look it up while you read. It's, it's in your something's in your wheelhouse. IDW to publish Star Trek 
Legion of Superheroes crossover. <sighs> wow. <laughs> and it looks like... Uh, well, let me, let me read the blurb here. <clears throat> uh, written by Chris Roberson and Jeffrey and Philip Moy. Uh, Chris really? Roberson currently is writing uh, the Superman comic. Yes. I believe he's an Austin resident okay. as well. Of Star course. Trek Legion of Superheroes is a galaxy-spanning adventure that draws both teams together to face a menace that includes Kuns, Klingons, Borg, and other threats that aren't quite as they should be. Wow! The egita- egalitarian United Planets in one universe and a United Federation of Planets in another is now the Imperial Planets of Terra, a dark empire focused on war and conquest, and that's just the beginning for this special series. It's a six-issue series. That's so mirror-mirror. Shipping in October. That, oh, that sounds I can funny. imagine you'll be all over this. There's chances. Are, let's see. Seeing as I am a Trekkie and I, I've been known to appreciate the Legion of Superheroes at times. This just might be in my. Are you ready for it, Frank? Wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. Which I just looked up. Yes. It's the room on the boat where the steering wheel is. Yeah. It's also a metaphor. Yeah. But it's just... I, yeah. and you the, said um, it, and it just sounded so different. I'll show you later, but the, uh-huh. the photo or the cover, apparently, or the promo art, shows the cast of Star Trek. Um, and we, I'm sorry, Brad. I may have missed it. What Star Trek? Which it's one? the original series because it shows Kirk, Spock, and Leonard <laughs> McCoy, as we know from, from the TV show. Not right. the, like the J.J. Abrams. But I love them stuff. so much. So, I... Iron Man's here. Iron Kid is here. I won't be running out to get that, but I'm, I was reasonably certain that you would be. Chances are good you can read my copy if you want. Um, yeah, by the way, uh, uh, Jeffrey and Philip Moy, that may mean nothing to you, but uh, Jeffrey and Philip Moy, especially Jeffrey Moy, uh, he was the co-plotter and penciler on uh, most of the Legion of Superheroes uh, post-Zero Hour run. Cool. So, um, so yeah, uh, the, the Moys are... The Moys are very are very Legion famous, just like the Beer Bombs or Paul Levitz or Keith Giffen or you know cats like that. You know, Star Trek. This isn't Star Trek's first venture mm-hmm. into other universes. They uh, years ago, I read a Star Trek Next Generation slash X Men. Yeah, uh, crossover. Really? Yeah, I had which no was idea. at the end of the novel, they discovered that they had a cure for the mutation. And really, they could get rid. They they could have made all of them human, but they decided not to. Well. I hate to tell them this, but they had that invention like in 2009 mm. because I saw X-Men 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this was a this book was in the early 90s, I think. OK, I don't remember. Actually, I don't, yeah. re- I don't remember when I remember. Yeah. The book. I, I remember reading it and just thinking it was fun. And I know there's also a it. Star Trek X-Men novel, but I don't know if it was the that's, same story. That's oh, there was a comic, I believe, also Star <laughs> Trek X-Men or Star Trek Next Generation. Next Generation. X-Men. Yeah. Next Generation and uh, X-Men novel I saw. An actual, like, That's the one I'm talking words. about. That's the one I've read. Oh, I thought you were talking about a comic book. Oh, no, no. I was talking about a novel. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I read that novel. Um, anyway, that's, that's here's incredible. the next thing. Marvel announces Villains for Hire and Avengers Origins. Um, Villains for Hire will be by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Yay! Starring Misty Knight and a new team of villains. Currently... Abnett and Lanning are writing Heroes for Hire, starring Misty Knight and a team of heroes. So are they? I'm wondering why why Villains for Hire. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Villains for Hire, and why is Misty Knight 
you know, is is their current villain, Heroes for yeah. Hire story going to lead into Villains for Hire? I'm I, not sure. Well, isn't it getting, what, Flashpointed into Villains for Hire? I don't know, but, you know, and at this point this I have to say... This is a say, DC product, right? No, this is... This is um, Marvel. Okay, that's that's it. It always trips me out when a, when a set of artists. Good, I'm glad you did. Okay, yay! It always trips me out when uh, when creators uh, uh, work for both companies at the same yeah. time when they have the non-exclusive deals. I guess. And now, of course, because um, Abnet and Landing are they're getting ready to do one of those one of those uh, uh, new fifty two yeah. things. Uh, that my. Um, Abnet and Lanning, uh, to me, uh, the first thing I, I knew them for was uh, was their 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 great uh, the Legion run. I won't go any further into it. They're going to be writing Resurrection Man in the uh, the in the the new Fifty Two universe. Um, they wrote that ori- originally, also. Did they? Yeah, okay. and it was I liked it. It was it was decent. The only time I've ever read uh, anything about that had the Resurrection Man in it was the uh, DC One Million um, mm. uh, series, and that was really cool. Um, uh, the Resurrection Man and uh, Vandal Savage have a, a few knockdown dragouts, cool. um, which is cool because they're both immortal. The other bit of news in this one announcement from from uh, mm-hmm. that Marvel made at the same time was this string of um, one shots called Avengers Origins, where um, one shots telling and retelling the original stories of a number of Avengers characters. Do we really need that again? I'm I'm tired of origin stories. I mean. And that's one reason why. You know, they're, they're odd characters. They're um, well, odd, but they're not your normal ones. You got mm-hmm. Ant Man and Wasp. Okay. You got Luke Cage. Might be kind of fun to read. Yeah. The Vision, Quicksilver, and the Scarlet Witch. And yeah. Thor is by uh, Catherine Eminen. I guess that's Stuart Eminen's wife. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm like, why? Especially Thor. Sister. Why it's, again? Apparently, it's to make money. It's basically the same thing yeah. as the NFL having preseason games. It's like. I, People have to pay for them, and we make nothing but pure profit off those things. I mean, those are those are for you know. Unfortunately, with with comic books and such a long history, they always have to to expect new readers, and this is just a way to get them up to speed. Well, and you know, Disney always uh, you know back before the days of uh, DVDs, when you had if you want to see a movie, it had to be in the theater um, or you know VHS, whatever. Um, Disney used to have a schedule; they would re-release their classics uh, on a seven-year cycle. With the assumption being that, you know, they're going to be able to hit, you know, every parent's going to be able to take their kids to go see Sleeping Beauty, to go see Snow White, whatever, once during their, their childhood, because that movie will be out sometime between, you know, sometime in their, their single digits. So uh, it makes you wonder if uh, the, the comic companies do this uh, consciously. You know, it's like, hey, every five years or so, we need to retell the story for people who are new and uh, maybe the, these people that don't know these origin stories don't realize there's something called the internet or don't know of this concept called back issues. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Uh, back issues, I can see them not knowing about. Yeah. Or they don't care, as the professor says, or they don't care. There's a couple of stories here that <laughs> ding, 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 would ding, ding. open up a larger topic, Yeah, uh, that being DC's New 52, so I'm going to skip those for just a second. Okay. Um, there has been a lot of talk late in that maybe maybe next. too much talk no no of this new thing um there's a movie a, a while back we um mentioned a, a movie coming out uh, like a possible alien prequel mm-hmm. yes okay. that ridley scott was attached to yes um i'm interested well in the in the months that followed that that story that movie 
that project kind of morphed into what appeared to be something different but kind of related Kay. to the Alien prequel thing. Is this a Ridley Scott thing, or is this yes. executives getting involved and screwing it up for him? I don't know. Okay. Um, I think it's Ridley Scott, though. Okay. I think it's Ridley Scott-driven. But this movie has be- has come to be known as um, Prometheus. I think that's the name of the, the thing. Okay. But there has been footage and pictures released from it. Mm-hmm. And from all the evidence that you can see in these things, it makes it look like it's extremely related to the Alien movies, that it is, in fact, an Alien prequel. There, um, so that there seemed like there was a bit of misdirection for a while, yeah. But now with some of these images coming out, I mean, you know the the weird yes. alien architecture that, yeah, that uh, you know, like um, they secrete and and those ridged Geiger, the Geiger looking, yeah, yeah. the Geiger look it has a very Geiger look, yes, in these in these photos that I've seen. Hmm. That's cool, man. Um, so it's written, it's directed by Ridley, but direct. Uh, Directed by Ridley, written by Damon Lindelof. Yeah, from, and from uh, Lost. we'll see it apparently on June eighth of next year. But um, among others, it'll have uh, Michael Fassbender, Magneto, and Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I've I've read a few days ago uh, that uh, Ridley Scott basically is in love with three D technology and says that he will never shoot without it again. Uh, that's unrelated, but I just I thought you know that seems almost obvious, doesn't it? Um, of course, the the new trailer for Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. was released, and we saw it when oh we watched um, Captain America. Made you me guys wanna, are angry about it. Made me want to punch somebody. Okay, the, now, the, now the part that made you guys craziest was the one part I, I was able to stomach of it, by no, the way. No, I, I actually, mm-hmm. the, the point of view shots exactly. were actually cool, because okay, I never, cool. never really thought of somebody. that. That's the way it would look to yeah, him. He, he would be upside down, running around. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to throw anybody in the, under the bus, but the email chains went around. Was it one of the dudes who said the POV equal was lazy, lazy filmmaking. filmmaking? Yeah, it was Russell yeah. Latham. Okay, I, uh, way to call Russell, him out. I no, love okay. you, Russell, but I, I just didn't agree. Yeah, um, um, but co- I, but the, I see what he's saying because it's like a, a POV is just a guy walking around with a camera. Yeah. Now, the, uh, my first impression though is I'm sitting there watching this. And point it was of before view, by we the saw way. it in the in the movie theater, it was it was what we saw uh, online. And I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm thinking, this this movie looks like an absolute freaking disaster waiting to happen. But the POV shot, that is something that, that, the, that the audience has never been able to see before. Not in a Spider-Man movie. Right. I mean, you've never... The, the, the thought hits me as I'm watching him, you know, I'm watching the camera crawl up the side of a wall. We have never, ever been able to kind of see through Spidey's eyes to feel what the experience would be like literally for him. Because of course Sam Raimi had some had some really, you know, he directed this, the Spider-Man movies at least the first two really well, but you know of course those were not POV shots, mm-hmm. and and you know so you know it's cool to watch him, you know we we got the evolution of you know okay I see it in a comic book and how dynamic can the artist make it jump off the page at you and some artists obviously are better at it than others, um, and then you get to you know cartoons and it's like wow, I see this in motion it's like a comic book in motion this is wonderful you know you don't have to imagine what cyclops's eye beam you know looks like coming out of his visor because you actually get to see it go boop you know and then you see the the live action movie and it's like this is what this is what it might actually look like if this were to really take place in the real world and now we've gotten to the point where you're seeing the uh the the pov shot i swear to god i'm i'm gonna hate myself for doing this but if that movie is in 3d i know i'm sure it will be 
But if that movie is in 3D, if that movie, Bye, is guys. In, if that movie is in 3D, are you going straight over? I think so. Okay, I love you. Put your shirt okay. on, little man. Love you, prop. Love you, Sage. Put your shirt on, boy. But if that, no shirt, no service. If that, <laughs> right? if that POV, how did he get the neck around his waist? That's what I want to know. He's really good at it. He's multi-talented. Did you know that? He's double jointed. His shirt's double jointed. <laughs> Cameo appearance by Sage. The um. So if finish. if that POV shot. If I can see that in 3D and it feels like a roller coaster ride, I could almost see spending $12 to see that ding dong stupid movie just for that 15 seconds or whatever. So, so let's talk about like um yes. I mean I, I usually reserve judgment on movies. Okay. So this that trailer doesn't bother me. And well I I you know because it is we we've seen this before trailer comes out Movie looks stupid. You know, more trailers come stupid. out. More trailers come out. Oh, it's looking yeah. better. We end up seeing a movie. Well, wow, that ended up being great. But but you guys have have very emotional attachments to this trailer. So why don't we we'll, we'll, do and, Bill and, I, I think, and then we'll do Brad? Why you hate it? Yeah, I think Frank, what what you're uh, what you're going on is a lot of times you'll see a trailer and you go, that's going to look awful. And it's the the classic fanboy. You know the the Mikey experience. Oh, I you know I hate everything. You know, this is, you know Star Trek's coming out. It's gonna suck. You know, X Men's coming out. It's gonna suck. You know, anything's coming out. It's gonna suck. No, I don't think that we are that we're engineered like that. I know I'm not. Uh, I generally have a very open mind, and I don't. I, I think people who just automatically assume something is going to blow are nimrods. <laughs> uh, with that said. <laughs> Looking at this trailer, I kind of think this movie's gonna blow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think this movie's gonna suck. Um, it just—it looks I, I, so. I just got just slapped in the head by these Twilight vibes. The whole yeah, stupid trailer. Well, I think part of the problem. Oh my gosh! Is I don't think. Um, <clears throat> what's his name? The Facebook movie guy. Something looked, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Think oh, he I looks, thought you meant the cat. Yes, by Garfield. Bill Murray. <laughs> yes, I don't think he looks like Peter Parker to me. No, he doesn't. He looks like a British kid. You know, he I, is. trying to play Peter Parker. I, I could tell you when when Tobey Maguire. Yeah. When they said he was going to be Peter Parker, I was like, uh uh-uh. uh oh dear. Oh, I was all over it. I, but I, still, I thought that was. But bad you think he casting. pretty much, you know? But in retrospect, though. Oh, did, in retrospect, it, it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah good. Art from. Uh, Ken's friend Art. Yeah, Art Lewandowski. Yeah, he he hated um, Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. Interesting. I told him he was extremely wrong. I mean, on I Twitter. think I think maybe, he was the perfect Peter Parker. Maybe you. And give, this guy does not look the part at all. Maybe you give Sam Raimi because he's a fan. I'm sorry to interrupt, but just because okay. the actor is a fan, yeah, doesn't mean he's right for the part. Yes, I'll give I'm you a that. huge fan of the Terminator, but you're not going to see me out there in a Terminator movie. I'm not right for the part. But 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 it helps it, that you can identify with that character. Yeah. Like like if the guy was like, oh okay, I'll well, take a role. And I mean, a, you know what? I take that back because that happens all the time. Yeah. People don't know about a role; they just take it. They Brian it. Reynolds wasn't a fan of Green Lantern um, before he took the movie. He can, he learned to like it. He became yeah. a fan. Well, I, and I'm a huge fan of Paul Muad'Dib, but you're not going to see me drinking my own pee out of a still suit. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. So. I'm supporting you. The costume this. is changed enough that it it looks wrong to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got 
this spider with these long legs that point down to the yeah. guy's crotch, and yes. even the red part of the thing goes down towards his crotch, and it looks like his costume is saying, "Hey, look at my crotch." <laughs> um, um, there's just there's now, just so much wrong with with this trailer. Now they they are going back to uh, and the, to web shooters. The web shooters, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's mechanical web shooters. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that bothers me about this is that they're already rebooting it. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what I think. It hasn't been long enough. I, I could not echo your thought more. I, that the the thing that makes me twist tilt my head and like a puppy dog go err is just exactly that thought. I mean, I I want to come up with another way to say what you just said because you so freaking nailed it. You can't because I mean, that's what, the only way to say yeah, it. Yeah, they just did three movies. Why are you doing it again? What 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 audience out there needs to see the origin story again? Okay, I think seriously. I think, Frank, I, think I tell can me. T- okay, I think I can tell you. Is one it, is it the Twilight crowd? One actors are probably demanding too much because the franchise is huge. Well, yeah. So Tobey Maguire and everyone else involved is going to want uh-huh. a bigger cut. It's the same uh, reason Shia LaBeouf two, and Michael Bay won't be back on Transformers 4. We'll get to that in a second. Two, um, the actor, um, um, the actors are just aging like everyone right. else does. Tobey Maguire yeah. cannot cannot be playing that college age, and Mary Jane can't be playing that you don't college have to play age well, character. But, but Frank, we're, we're not saying we're not saying that that Raimi, Maguire, Dunst, etc have to be in Spider-Man 4. You don't even have to... That's the whole thing. You don't even have to do a Spider-Man 4. I mean, maybe in 10, 20, 30 years or whatever, when, when it's it's a fresh idea or people are, are jonesing for this product, maybe you reboot the franchise at that point, but you could do a Spider-Man 4 right now and recast the actors. You know, you don't... It doesn't have... You, know to, you don't have to take it back. This, this no, thing, nobody, nobody would win in that. No one can win that argument because even if they did do that... Yeah. Fanboys would still be. What are you doing? Okay. That's stupid. That's dumb. Well, I think the consensus, the consensus is whatever you think about what this movie is going to be. The consensus is why are you doing this? It, it just it feels Cha-ching. like yeah. The it reason feels they're doing like nothing it but a is bald faced money grab. If Sony doesn't do it, they're going to lose the rights. Okay, and it'll revert back to Marvel, which is the way it should happen. I know that that's what makes, but it's not. No, I mean, it's that, not. That's, it's, so it's like Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just <laughs> had to make a movie to hold on to those rights for a little amazing. while. Longer. I predict yeah. that this new Amazing Spider-Man movie won't be much better than Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. I mean, I Four. don't think this movie is going to fail. Just, I mean, I don't think it it's won't gonna, fail. It's going to make an load of money. Yeah, it's not it going to come is. in with it's. Oh man, we spent under twenty making it, and it's gonna, it only brought in seventeen million domestically. I don't think it's going to do that. And and I do wonder. I do wonder what the budget is because my guess, and it's total guess, I have no idea. Maybe I should type this in in the Google search, see what happens. My guess is this budget is going to be low compared to the Spider-Man movies or Iron Man 2 or, or whatever. Uh, my guess is that Sony is probably not budgeting this movie as high as they could. Well, they're, they're probably going to save enough yeah. money on, on the actors and the director. Yeah. And um, marketing-wise, they'll probably keep it at about the same level, if not higher. Uh, on the licensing end, yeah. they're probably going to make just as much money via toys, via T-shirts, via stuff like that. Yes. Um, you know, um, you know, it really comes down to to you know, Marvel should have put a clause in somewhere in that licensing contract that said they yeah. could, we could get it back whenever we wanted, but they didn't, and they did the same thing with Fantastic Four, else okay. they would have that back. So that's just that's bad contracting on their lawyers' part who okay. who put that contract together. 
Hey, we um uh we have an answer by the way. I'm looking I'm looking at this other site that looks like it might have some interesting uh, tidbits on it. Um so uh and these these movies um uh the most expensive uh production budgets for movies and uh I don't know does it say here if this includes um uh, marketing and whatnot. I don't know. But um, the most expensive movies that have been made... God, this is surprising. Um, this is really surprising, actually. Um, uh, let's do the... Uh, I'm going to go from um, the top uh, the top 20 movies uh, budgets, uh, starting with... Uh, and, and these are... Um, uh, there's a lot of ties, so uh, the, the 20th movie is actually uh, The Dark Knight. It's in 19th place. Uh, Dark Knight and Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls both had $185 million budgets. Transformers Dark of the Moon, we'll get to that in a minute, had a $195 million budget. That's actually a lot lower than I thought it would be. And Toy Story 3, Terminator Salvation, uh, Quantum of Solace, Spider-Man 2, 2012, uh, Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen, and 2012? Titanic. And Titanic all had budgets, yes. Oh, yeah. They, the, the, the movie, 2012. I got you. Um, those, uh, those seven movies all had budgets of $200 million. Then you've got uh, top ten are Hong Kong, Superman Returns, <laughs> excuse me, Hong Kong, King Kong, Superman Returns, X-Men The Last Stand, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, uh, Chronicles Narnia, Prince Caspian, um, all ranging between two hundred seven and two hundred twenty five million, and the top five, number five, Avatar, two hundred thirty seven million. Number four, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, two hundred fifty million dollars, and I don't know where the heck they spent that two hundred fifty million. I've seen that movie, exactly. I didn't get it. Number three, Spider Man three, not a surprise, two hundred fifty eight million dollars. Number two, Tangled, two hundred sixty. Number one, Pirates of the Caribbean, three hundred million, and. Um, which um, Pirates of the Caribbean? At World's End. $80 million for next year's Spider-Man movie. I need to take this call real quick. Amazing. $80, 80 million. million. Wow. Sure. Low budget. Uh, let me go ahead and jump down to my... Oh, let's make sure we're recording. Yeah. Uh, let me jump down to my next thing. So I recently started reading um, Grant Morrison's uh, Super Gods. Yeah, what is that about? Well, it's basically the history of comic books through Grant Morrison. Um you know, his, his writing... What do you mean through him? Uh, he's telling it. The history of comic books. Yeah. He's, okay. he's researched it. So this is a non-fiction... Yeah, is it non-fiction. a comic book? No, it, it's a novel. A or, novel. Or a non-fiction novel. Okay. Um, and I'm only about 50 or 60 pages into it. Where'd and, you get it? And uh, I got online. I'm reading online. I didn't buy it. I got it for my iPad. Oh, okay. And um, I, I have to say it's... He isn't telling me anything that I don't know. Anyone who's versed enough in comic books kind of will know about Action Comics being the first comic book, Superman being the first zero, Batman being, you know, all this. He's kind of going, I just finished up with Wonder Woman today. Um, The one thing I do like about it, though, is that his energy in writing, and he does get into the minutia of things like what the covers represent and what they mean. Um, He went into, for instance, on the first Action Comics book, uh, comic book if you look at it it's superman with the car over his head and right, three people running away mm-hmm. we know in retrospect that that is superman like, people on the street did not know what was going on they didn't know that that was a superhero they didn't know why those people they didn't know those guys were bad guys they they had no idea who this character is and then he goes through the story and tells how 
when they broke down the story, they didn't they didn't go beginning, middle, end. They kind of told middle, beginning, and end in that first action comics uh, super uh, uh, story. Have and we it moved it, on it, from budget talk. Yeah. Okay. And it was um, so far. I'm enjoying to read. I'm I'm not really learning that much more, but I um I'd like Morrison's energy in the way he writes this narrative. It's it's very narrative. I can follow it. He gets excited about things. You can read that. You can tell that by reading it. And he's just so in the minutia of just what these early comic books represent and where where it will take us to in 50, 60 years. I just finished with Wonder Woman, about 60 pages into it. Um, I can't, I don't feel like I can really rate it yet because I, I haven't learned anything new. Um, so I kind of have to wait and kind of read through the whole thing before I can say whether I can suggest it or not. You know, the way I've always interpreted that cover of Action Comics, uh-huh. it's funny the way he talked about it, about how them not knowing... Frank's talking about this new yeah. reference. You're talking about Super Gods Super- and the cover of Action Comics yeah. and whether Superman is a villain or not in the first uh, yeah. issue. Uh, Grant Morrison wrote this book yeah. basically telling the history of comics. So the way when I looked at that, the way I've always looked at that cover is I always imagined it as this car. And honestly, I read the story in Action Comics maybe once or twice. You know, you know, I, I've never read that issue. I don't, you know, reprints, obviously. But, and yeah, I don't it's remember it. I don't remember it. But the way I always pictured that cover was that these things, People that you mentioned that were running away mm-hmm. with a look on their face looked up. They saw this car flying through the air coming down and about to hit them to land, and they were running for their lives to get out of the way, and in comes this Superman to catch the car to save their lives. But they don't see that because they're running away. Mm. That's the way it's always come across to me. That's like when I see what's going on, that's what I picture is happening. Okay. So I just think it's interesting. Oh, cool. Hey, um, I don't know if we should put this in show notes or not, but if you guys do want to read Action Comics number one, there is a website out here. Um, it's a uh, looks like a, a Virginia.edu, so it may be a, a you know, it's it, a student if, or you, if you type in like Action Comics number one, that'll be one of the first yeah. first ones to but, come out. But um, yeah, xroads.edu forward slash etc 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 i I can give you guys the uh the url for uh for the show notes but yeah it's clearly scanned um but uh it looks like a nice clean copy it's uh you could definitely read it and yeah superman doesn't look like um he's not he he's not the uh he's not the finished uh smoothed out character that uh that we're used to seeing i think um you know, he he also goes into uh, subtext and and the religious angles of of what superheroes rep- represent. I guess the super gods is the title of the book. But yeah, I, I I can't suggest it just yet because I haven't read anything that just kind of has wowed me. Because right. I just so far I kind of I guess I'm more versed than I thought about just history history of comic books. You know, now isn't uh, isn't the super gods isn't some kind of a uh, <clears throat> uh, a near Nietzschean reference, you know, and a, a Randian reference to, you know, man's search for our evolution or something. Isn't there, 
Isn't there some very deep thoughts, you know, relating to the title? N- of the- knowing, knowing Morrison, I'm sure that term has okay. that that type of meaning. Okay. Uh, you know, I just picked it up because you know, in a lot of ways, um, comic book heroes of today is like our mythology. You yeah. know, in 500 years from now people are going to tell stories about like, oh, there used to be this hero called Superman in newspapers or in comic books and people right. used to talk about him and he could do this, that. It's a lot like when we talk about Beowulf. It's a lot like when we talk about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mythology of Roman and, and Greek gods, you know. we there There's hundreds and thousands of stories, but we only really know a handful because those handful are the ones that last or the yes. ones that are most memorable. And, um you know, I, I think may, maybe this book is just written for people who just want to know more about comic books, but haven't really thought of them other than, than you know, entertainment. Yeah. You know, he, he's definitely trying to put the spin on it. There's a lot more here. So I can't, I can't say thumbs up or thumbs down, but it's... Now, how I, far I, through it are you? Uh, 70 pages out of 400. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's actually, um, uh, I don't know what I was expecting. Um, I'm so used to reading 600-page books these days. A 400 seems like a walk in the park. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, we didn't get to you about um, about uh, Terminator 3. I know you have Transformers. Or Transformers 3. Or T3. I, I kept wanting to. And we have uh, one minute, so when, go. When I was texting... <laughs> Yeah, when I was texting, I, I kept trying to put T3, and it's like, no, T3 is... TF3. TF3 is not Transformers 3. Um, I just, yeah, you know, at this point, it, it almost feels like beating a dead horse, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, launch into it anyway. I just... And it's interesting that that I've had... Um, uh, we've had uh, a couple of the dudes uh, kind of uh, try to defend Transformers 3. Not that it was a great movie, but that it was just dumb summer fun. And I totally get that you go into Transformers 3 expecting nothing but dumb summer fun. You want explosions and fun, you know, CG and, you know, and you'll be happy. You know, things blew up, things punched, your robots punched each other and the good guys won. And, and it's good. I ate some popcorn. It was air conditioned. You know, you know, life is good. Maybe I took the kid with me or something like that. And normally, yes, I again, as we were talking about earlier, I am not one of those people. I am not predisposed to hate something or to think it's going to suck or to think it's going to be lame. Uh, I generally go into things with an open mind. I did that with Transformers 3. I I never saw the first two Transformers in the movie theater. Um, I saw them when they came out on HBO. Uh, the kids wanted to see them badly. I watched with them and I thought, nah, you know, that's dumb summer fun. You know, it's very Michael Bay-ish. You know, it, it's, it's about what you'd expect out of him. It was better than Pearl Harbor. Uh, maybe not as good as The Rock, um, but for what it was, it was it was effective. You know, the the graphics were pretty amazing, and uh, the storyline did not annoy you to the point where you were taken out of the uh, the movie. the The plot line seemed to advance the uh, the graphic uh, the the CG, and that's all it was intended to do. So you know that's great. So I go into T three thinking, uh, okay, well. I'm probably not going to see in the theaters. And then I read a review. Thank you, Ain't It Cool News. I read a review. It was not Harry. It was not uh, a couple of the top dogs. It was a guy I've frankly never heard of who's probably been writing for them for a while now. And he says that this is the best use of 3D he has ever seen in a movie. He said, yes, that includes Avatar. He says that Michael Bay was made to direct 3D movies. And, and I'm sorry I'm not giving you credit for this. Uh, I'm sure it would be fairly easy to find out. I'm not doing it because I'm mad at you. I just don't remember your name, bro. Um but basically, he, he's not gushing about the movie. He's gushing about the movie experience 
Um, he talks about the panoramic views over Chicago, the fact that the 3D forces Michael Bay to slow his directing down. It's, it's not just throwing a camera up in midair uh, during action sequences and you know having you know camera cuts every three quarters of a second. He said, with the 3D, Michael Bay slows his directing down. You can actually see what's happening during the action sequences. That, I'll give him. That's, that, in my opinion, was true. <sighs> but... <laughs> The worst thing about a movie like Transformers 3 is that this ding-dong movie um, is basically, he's bluffing the audience here. Um, he wants the audience to think that this is a tongue-in-cheek movie. He wants, think, he wants to make the audience think that this is light summer entertainment, summer fair. Um, and and the Transformers 3 could not have taken itself more seriously. I think frankly he betrayed the audience's trust right there. If I was uh how, if I was defense, how was he how was it if I was taking an, itself seriously? If I was an attorney, I could theoretically uh say uh defense rests or you know or whatever uh at that point and I think I'd win. Um because there weren't many if any laughs in that movie. Um the everybody Everybody uh, took themselves so seriously. And, of course, I know it's robots are going to destroy the world. And, no, this isn't lighthearted and funny. It's not like we got the dude making the funny noise from Police Academy or anything with us. Um, but the tone of the movie is so somber. And, and I'm sitting there watching this two-and-a-half-hour train wreck thinking, isn't this movie at least supposed to be fun? I mean, answer me. Isn't this movie supposed to be fun? I thought there were, there were laughs Whether, in it because uh, Shia LaBeouf, he's a goofy character trying yeah. to impress the girl. True. So, so much so that he yeah. goes to her office and the boss, yeah. her boss is flirting with him and he gets jealous. Right. Parents move into a, a show up in an RV. Yeah. Um, Merry you know, Christmas. Uh, yeah. Blankers Merry Christmas. Full. <laughs> you know, and they're. <laughs> And at the end, there 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 is the big battle at the end. Yeah. But um, I don't I don't see your argument because it, to me it it, okay. it it was no more than what it was, which was just robots fighting. Well, I, again, I, I I don't think there was a sub. I think looking for a subtext. Yeah. In I'm not in looking Transformers for, is no. a mistake. I'm not looking for subtext. That was not a mistake I made. <laughs> I was looking to be entertained and to have fun while watching it, to smile and go, man, that was really cool. And you know, this is a dumb movie, but that was kind of funny. And I I realize that they threw there were a few points. Okay, um, uh, who's the the oh gosh the the fellow uh the okay. There were some amusing sequences very early on in the movie when uh, when uh, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, LeBeau, what is it? Tell me so I can I pronounce LaBeouf, the name LaBeouf. right. Okay. When Shia LaBeouf, uh, he, he gets his job at the big corporation that, uh, was it uh, Ed Begley Jr.? Was he, the, was he the head of it? Was that him? No, it was, no, it was, somebody well that looks like it was a well-known actor. who's yes. surprising he was in there. Dang um, it. Anyway, but you know what I'm talking about. When he got the job at, at the big corporation. No, that's that the other movie I'm thinking of. Um that his what his co-workers uh was it uh ken john malkovich john malkovich thank you that's exactly who it was um but the uh the the guy who pops out of the trunk in uh the hangover <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm talking about yeah that guy up until that guy he was funny funny that that whole sequence in the elevator and him basically intim trying to intimidate the uh -huh. uh, the other employee that was really pretty freaking great man i really i did enjoy that 
And I thought that that his character it was kind of an extended it was kind of a maxi cameo for lack of a better word because I don't remember his character coming back after that that couple of scenes that that he was in. Uh, but he was on screen for a good ten minutes or so, um, or, or or so. So, um, so but his his part was very amusing up until the very last shot, basically with him, where he's kind of muscling up on Shia LaBeouf, and all of a sudden his character goes from being kind of funny and quirky to just being weird as he's throwing b word and 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 you know he was really you know puffing his chest out at shia labeouf and and i just the, the i thought the dialogue um the dialogue failed that that particular scene there as is you're kind of using shock value you know they'd been using comedy situations as comedy uh with this cat's character uh the situation where you know he uh, a fairly slight uh um a fellow of asian descent is is just flat out intimidating this this big red blooded American male, not Shia LaBeouf. It was it was another guy, but I, I just thought it was very amusing and it was well done. And then his final scene where he's he's going up on Shy, um, uh, Shia, um, I thought that scene was really bad. Um, the the dialogue was really bad, and that that brings me to one of my next points. The dial for for a movie with a budget like that movie had. Two hundred and fifty plus million dollars, and we kind of figured it would be that for a major motion picture that had the worst dialogue of any movie I think I've ever sat through. And we all realize that an action movie is is going to be a cumulative effort. You can't give all the credit to Michael Bay because we know there's going to be eighteen people, you know, rewriting and script doctoring. We we know that, you know. Whoever the the writer was didn't write the thing. They they wrote they you know they wrote the movie and then they had you know 47 people try to help fix the thing so we've got you know there were probably 20 people with their hands in that that script writing pie and i'm not talking about uh, Ethan the, i'm not Kruger talking about okay is the writer and in- i don't know the guy but i'm not talking about the plot i'm i'm talking about the the written dialogue the literal words that came out of people's mouths was so paint by numbers and was so unsurprising um that i was rolling my my eyes constantly at the words they were saying i'm i'm confused okay that you would expect anything else from this movie i would i would expect that a little bit better than we got i did not expect citizen kane i'm i'm not i don't i I, yeah the first movie was the first movie was so different it was fun and enjoyable and and it had a story that's what I was expecting out of T three. Well, I mean, what what was the story on the first one? Did you not see the first? Yeah, one? Yeah, no, I did. That's what I'm asking. What was the plot? Because it, to, to me, it's just kind of forgettable. I don't remember the plot to the first one because I think I think the plot was secondary. On it, it was about it was about giant robots. I didn't see the second one. The third one, you see, you can't even come up with the plot for the first movie because it was just robots fighting. In the end, it's just about robots fighting, guys. Sometimes a cigar is a cigar. To expect anything else is crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it really is. It's just, how can you put this movie on a pedestal when it doesn't when when it doesn't deserve to be on a pedestal? Okay. Well, the, so that, the, that's like going to get a Big Mac, okay. biting it, and going, well, I mean, this tastes like... It doesn't taste like good meat. The bun is kind of, it's just the services. You know, when you go to McDonald's, you know what you're getting. Right. There, there, there's no 
first. So when you go to a Transformers movie, what are you okay. not? What are you expecting that they that they haven't delivered in the past? Okay. Well, just just for the record, uh, the plot of the first movie, is, which you had uh, to look up, by the way. Well, it's been a while <laughs> since I've seen it. You know, I, I couldn't I couldn't go through every plot point in many movies. That how about I've, how about you know, good guys versus twice. bad guys? You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the plot line is you know Sam, you know. You know, poor teenager Sam Witwicky buys his first car, which turns out to be a robot, um, which turns out to be a good guy. And then the bad guys show up and the good guys have to fight him and, you know, yada, yada, yada. OK, I'm, I'm you know, whatever. I, we're, I'm getting off uh, off point there. <laughs> um, I mean, you can you can hammer us uh, about, uh, you know, what the plot of the first movie was. Compared well, no, to first, what I'm saying I, yeah. that the plot is secondary. No problem. I, I, I the, don't the, the plot on all these movies. Yeah. It, uh, see, people are always going yes. on on how Michael Bay Maybe stinks. You. Michael Bay, yeah. Michael Bay is a terrible director. Cool. He's never said he was a great director. <laughs> he makes things explode. Okay, yeah, I have. He no... has never. He has never once. Regardless, Rick, Rick said he was a great director, and I am making art. He is making things explode, people. That's okay. it. Regardless of. Whether, regardless of whether I, that's you're, the only argument I, you need. Regardless of whether you're correct explode. or not, Transformers 1 had a story that I enjoyed. <laughs> I feel like I'm the kid arguing with Jason Siegel about LeBron James. Right? It had yes, a story exactly. that I enjoyed. And since the first one had a story, I expected the second and third one to have a story. And if they did, they were unintelligible. <laughs> they, that The story in the first one, uh, the, the story in the first one, I mean, you guys couldn't even come up with the plot of the first one. I was I just I watching think, you rant. It's, be, it's because I haven't seen it recently. The plot is secondary to these movies, okay, yes, people? You can't right. remember When you go the... to a Michael Bay movie, do not expect for a plot. This has been established. This is, has been established Wrong. Absolutely that he incorrect. make a movie with a plot. Incorrect. No. Incorrect. No. The Rock was a great story. <laughs> the Rock is... The, is Con the, Air. The Rock. Hold on. The didn't Rock he, didn't he do I Con am, Air? By the way, I am loving this right didn't now. Didn't he do Con Air? Okay. Yes, he did. Con Air was great. I'm, had a nice story. The Rock was great. Had a nice story. Armageddon had a plot. I'm, I'm going to tell you Armageddon guys, had a plot. I love yes. Michael Bay. Okay. Because he gives you. Oh, he tells you. The bottom of this. He tells you. He telegraphs yeah. to you what you're going to get in that movie. Okay. I don't know why. I just don't understand why people rag on him so much. Okay. Well. Okay. Why I'm ragging on him? I, I will. I will. I will continue to try to continue to explain this. Why I am ragging on Michael Bay for Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon, whatever Dark it is, Dark of the Moon. Well, the reason I'm I'm ragging on him for this one movie is because there was. Such poorly written dialogue that the movie should have been fun, but was not fun to watch. It was so, and you know, you can say what you want. Uh, clearly, you already have, but but again, you know, the actual words coming to people's mouths were so wooden and so telegraphed that it took me out of the movie. I, I'm literally looking around, going, "Is anybody else experiencing what I'm experiencing here?" Um, now, in the defense of the movie, again. There were a couple points at the beginning of the movie that I thought were fairly amusing. Um, I wish that, that any of the last two hours of the movie had, had managed to recapture some of that, what I thought was a very minor little spark of magic. I thought that Shia LaBeouf was really 
good in that movie. And that that shocked me almost as much as how little I cared about the rest of that movie. I thought that now, he now, was now right now you're, you're, LaBeouf, you're playing two two different parts here. No, I'm not. The the movie uh-huh. the movie has qualities, but it's a terrible movie. Is uh, that what you're I'm saying? I'm scatter shooting. Uh, uh, overall, the movie is a waste. Okay, that's okay. That's all you guys say. You don't okay. have to defend it. Yeah, thumbnailing. Yeah, if, you if all I get is one sense, the movie it. is a waste. Okay. Now, in that movie, I thought Shia LaBeouf was surprisingly good. I've I thought he was a little ham-fisted, a little over the top in King of the Crystal Skulls, but I've never really minded him in anything else I've ever seen him in. And no, I've never watched Even Stevens. Um, do you get that? Mm-mm. No? He's no, very okay. funny in that, yeah, by Look the it way. up. Look He's it very up. funny in okay. that. I'm not going to explain it. Look it up. Movie? It was an old Disney. That's where he got his break. Or Nickelodeon. Oh, really? Was it Nickelodeon? Disney. Disney. I th- I it was great. It's a great show. He's one of a little kid. He's like the younger brother. Okay. So like iCarly? It's kind better. of, but it's not better. as good. No, it's better than um, iCarly. But well, not early iCarly. Maybe, maybe later iCarly. iCarly sold they out. Chopped the shark. Um, Once Michael Bay took over direction of right, iCarly, right, it man, went downhill. I know Spencer stopped being a believable character at that point. I know. Um, so I, I just, I really thought Shia LaBeouf was he. He was fairly subtle, and I thought he was a good actor in what was maybe the least subtle movie ever, ever made. Um. So to me, it was, it was the striking just juxtapositions all around in this movie. You had just gorgeous visuals with dialogue that was so badly written that it took you out of the movie. You had entire portions of the movie that, that literally did not need to be there. The whole section of, of where um, Shia LaBeouf and the army guys, uh, are, are they, they have to destroy the, the pillars and there's this one pillar up on top of this building that that they're you know about a block away from, so they decide because they're shooting they're they're going to shoot these pillars with uh, bazookas, so they decide that they have to climb they have to go up this adjacent building to it because apparently they have to be at eye level or something because bazooka can't fire vertically it has to fire horizontally or something in in, in anything like that they never explain. Why they have to go up this building. They never technically say, well, there's a reason we have to go up this building. And then so they, they go up this building. The, uh, the the bad guys show up. They basically cut the building in half. The building falls over and is laying vertically. And they have this entire sequence where they're in this building and then the building on its side. And then they're having to escape out the building. And and basically they, they live through it. Uh, all or most of them live through it. They're back at ground level. And they're back to exactly the point where they started that scene from. And they could have taken a pair of scissors and cut that that 20-some-odd minutes of the movie out, and it wouldn't have changed the outcome, the plot. They wouldn't have changed one thing about the movie. All it did was it was just a special effects mm, uh, floorgasm. And it's all Which it is what I was saying at the beginning! The freaking last... And the last hour of the movie was a battle they didn't need to proceed it with this 20 minute blah 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 um but okay um and and i i mean people and plot developments are coming out of thin air which again i guess shouldn't be a big surprise um and you know this is supposed to be you know hey let's take the kids to it the kids will enjoy this incredible amounts of violence i guess because it's robot on robot violence that makes it okay and i'm not saying that's a different type of violence i'm I'm not saying it's not okay we we talked about the same kind of violence last week with the captain america review um so i'm not trying to say that this is a bad thing i'm just trying to say that you know movie makers be careful captain america i think did it well um 
uh, Transformers 3, the, the violence was so over the top, um, they were able to get away with it because it was, you know, robot on robot. But you're getting to a point where you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to say that at some point. It's going to be too much over the top. Whatever. I, I'm, I'm scatter shooting here. I got one the, more point. Well, you know, uh-huh. I just want to say that the yes. magic... Yes, the magic moment in mm-hmm. that in that movie, yes. I think, was was at minute two forty six. Okay, when that building fell, that was the magic. Okay. That's the magic number for that movie. I couldn't agree. There and, was and no other movie, magic moment in that movie. That's for dang no, sure. No, Brad. There was one magic moment in that movie. What? <sighs> I I could not tell you how proud. There was one point that made me so proud of Michael Bay and Shia LaBeouf. And Joanne Wiley Kilmer, or whatever the British girl's name was, um, and, and the writers and the the producers, the grips and the gaffers, the best boys, and just the collective effort by this this movie production. I just I I my my chest swelled up with pride. I got goosebumps running up and down. Will my you arms wake me up when it's done, Frank? <laughs> you promise to wake me up. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop uh, working up to it. I'll just get to it. Um, when Shai Halud came bursting out of the when, ground, when who? When the sandworm came bursting out of the ground <laughs> and started ripping the hell out of the city, I was so happy. You think Michael Bay's a Dune fan? <laughs> I hope so. That might be it. I was Soundwave, I think. Was it? Was that Soundwave? I think so. I think you're right. That's the dude who cut the building in half that made it topple over, yeah. causing there a scene to happen. But I didn't realize there were going to be freaking sandworms in this movie. That maybe, was awesome. Maybe you said this, but how did they get out of that building alive? I don't even remember. I literally, okay, I'm sitting there at halfway through the movie. Halfway through the, I mean, we're an hour and 15 minutes into this movie. I know I've got another hour and 15 minutes to finish this out. I was so bored by this movie, despite the special effect extravaganza Halfway through the movie, I said, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'm going to go outside and get some sun for a minute. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I may get another Coke or refill my popcorn or something. And I'll wander back in here. I'll get the oil changed. Well, and I'll wander back in here. And who freaking cares if I miss 10 minutes of it? There's no way I'm going to miss any plot points that are important to the rest of this movie. And I have never, ever said that about any movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm 43 years old. The thought has never even crossed my mind much less me actually acted on it. I got up and said, you know what? I'm just going to leave for 10 minutes. And who cares? Because I'm not going to miss anything. Maybe I missed some special effects or something, but I'm not going to miss anything. And I was right. I, I started came back falling in. asleep, man. I literally, uh, the, the last, during the last battle sequence, which is an hour long, for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, the last sequence is an hour long. The last 20, 30 minutes of it, it has been going like on for so review. long at this yeah. point. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I am. Yeah, good point. I boy, I'll. I'll We're that's, twenty that's, minutes over our. Okay, goal. well, that's me. That's me. You know, that's why it's ninety minutes wasted <laughs> now. Um, but I literally just start. I started losing interest. I mean, I, I just. I, I got to the point where I just. I stayed in the theater. I'm. I'm the only movie I've ever walked out of ever in my life was Godzilla 1985, and I went and saw Real Genius. So that worked out for me. But I wasn't going to walk out of this movie. But I just did not care about what i was seeing i didn't care if any of the characters lived or died i didn't i didn't care if the plot point i didn't care if the plot was resolved you just you just described I, life by the way i well and i'm sorry I, I doubt i'll ever see that movie by the way i see that poster in the halls at uh, yeah. at, our, at the place we work mm-hmm. and i kind of shudder these days because of what you told us about yeah. that 
But that movie did something that no movie has ever done before. It made me care so little about the movie that I was watching that I I started, you know, and people around me, I don't know if I was making them mad. Nobody tapped me on the shoulder and said, knock it off, buddy. But I pulled out my phone. I started writing notes down on my phone so I would have, you know, some some talking points. I just, I was so off-put by what I was seeing that the fact that, that I cared about it so little made me mad. I know, that, now, that now, sounds, now, sounds like a contradiction. Say, yeah, it's a contradiction in that you cared so little that you had to write it down. Yeah. Which means you had some type well, of visceral, I wanted to give, visceral re- reaction to, to it. I wanted to care to, nothing no, about it. What, what it was if, you, was. if you truly care nothing about it, well, the, the, it, you don't mean, it doesn't mean the, anything the to deal you. You walk was, away from it. I, but you had some type of react. You see that this is this is my argument about bad movie. It doesn't mean movie. that you cared about it though. But, it but angered this is, you but enough that it, you it wasted your money you on that movie. That you had a reaction to it, and that lives inside of you. Yeah, and you get value out of that. Right. If you didn't get any, it's like eating air. Okay, you eat air, you get no value out of it. But you eat something that's kind of hot. You tell people years later, oh my gosh, I ate this thing that was so hot it burned me. I remember I pooped fire. You remember that, okay? You didn't enjoy it at the time, but it becomes a memory. It becomes you get value out of things you hate. You, know you what really we should do. do. We should end the show right now before okay. he's gone. Okay, right. Before he comes back. Okay, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to a half hour wait. Too, we really appreciate it. Um, let's see. Visit our show website halfhourwasted.com to check out our blogs, photos, and more. Don't forget uh, to visit the new message board at forgeeks.com. Let's keep going when he comes back and we won't be recording. Uh, send your questions or comments to halfhourwaste.gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dude podcast that comes out every Thursday in the same feed. We also have Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Check out the Walking Dead TV podcast and keep an eye out for media minutes. Visit our sponsor, DCB Service. And Brad, I'll see you later. All right. See you later, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye. Then to then... Another movie because you hated it so much. You hated it so much that you. Uh, you hated it so much that you had to. Uh, you know, it lives with you. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate talking to you. All right. You can hate something, and I mean, you can and, and not care about. It. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's okay. all I'm saying. That's fine. So, uh, no, for what, what I was getting at was I hated the movie. Um, I hated the movie enough, or, or was so off put it enough, that I wanted to give it full credit. Okay? I, I thought that the movie deserved, the movie deserved for people to know, um, like the, I don't know why the hell anybody would care what I think, but with that said, I wanted to, I wanted to trumpet my distaste for that movie across, you know, the airwaves. So, there you go. That's why I sat there and wrote the notes. You know, if I had cared that little about it, I probably just would have left. Hang on a second. Oh, no. Has it been blinking? Has it been blinking like that? Has it been we didn't get We didn't get any of that. None of, none of... The second... I'm done. None of Bill's rant at all got recorded. Oh, that's too bad. Did, did we run out of space? No, that means it was never... I'll see you guys later. That means it was never <laughs> recording. I got better things to do with my day. Other than put up with this amateur... Board. I know. A bunch of, bunch of monkeys. Um, so do we, do we just not have a second show? <laughs> I guess not. Oh, dang. What a drag. I was on a roll too, man. You were on a roll. The sandworms was genius. <laughs> <laughs>
No re-recording. He's not yeah. reacting. <laughs> he's not. We were hoping. We were hoping you'd go. Ah! We got all of it. Okay. When you're actually recording on the phone right now. Yeah. Okay. I got this audio on here. But well, we did wrap did, up. Did you like that reaction? <laughs> yeah. Okay.